Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to episode five of She's on Top, conversations with Chicago's leading women. It's springtime in Chicago, and although it doesn't feel like it today, we've definitely turned the corner. My guest on this episode is master coach, Sean Pruce. I just love talking to other coaches about coaching. (laughs) I know it sounds geeky. It's an important conversation though, that dovetails perfectly with women in leadership because many of the skills developed in coaching are super important as we learn to first lead ourselves and then lead others. I'm excited about the future of coaching. Being able to leverage self-awareness and effective communication in a rapidly evolving world is required. And leveraging what's now called emotional agility can set you apart from more rigid leadership styles. Coaching is an inward journey that creates change in our outward lives. Join us. Hi, Sean. Hey, Christine. How are you? I'm so happy that you're with me. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, welcome to She's on Top, Conversations with Chicago's Leading Women. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So full disclosure to our listeners, Sean is my coach and mentor and has helped me be kind to my monkey mind over the Mm -hmm. last couple of years. And I thought it would be really cool to have her on today because she is a master coach in the ICF um, Foundation uh, organization, which is the International Coaching Federation, highly recognized credential. And so, Sean, can you tell me a little bit about what sets a, a master coach apart from what you see, you know, all across the board as far as coaching credentials? Sure. Um... The ICF, as you said, is kind of the governing body for the professional coaching industry. And uh, within the ICF, they offer three levels of credentialing, the associate credentialed coach, which is the ACC, the professional credentialed coach, which is um, the PCC, and then the master credential coach, which is the MCC. ICF has about 42,000 members worldwide. Um, And in that pool, only 4% um, are master credentialed coaches. So um, it's a, it's a, at this point, a small and elite group of coaches that um, have put in their time and, and uh, earned their, their right to be an MCC coach. Part of what differentiates an MCC from a PCC, of course, is the number of hours they've coached. Um, one of the requirements for an MCC coach is that they have 2,500 hours of coaching experience, um, which is a big jump from 700 that is required for the PCC. Um, or I actually, I believe it's 500. And, you know, another thing is it jumps from kind of a a space of focusing on the what and the who to really focusing first on the who and then coaching the who within the what. So that's kind of coach speak language, Mm -hmm. but basically at the MC, level, we're doing a higher level dance with our clients 
to really help them explore who they're being in whatever they're trying to achieve. Because of course, that's what's driving the boat, right? Is the, is, is us. <laughs> and so yeah. learning those higher level skills to tap into that um, is really what an MCC is all about. That's awesome and so interesting. I have so many questions for you, but I'm gonna start with, you know, you've obviously been doing this a long time mm -hmm. um, and people are just, I feel like people are just sort of waking up to the idea of coaching and it's becoming more and more prevalent throughout, you know, you and I both came across, you know, came at it in, in a real estate, um, you know, environment. But I'm curious, you know, what you see as the hope and future of coaching. You know, um, coaching is in many ways, very high level communication skills and relational skills. Right. And so you combine those two and, and um, whether it's in the business world, whether it's in life, you're talking about effective um, people that are moving toward, you know, whatever it is that fulfills them, even in business, business is moving toward fulfillment with a greater level of agility and adaptability. Um, these skills that we learn in coaching and that we use in support of our clients is really helps people move in a positive direction and, um, and kind of fosters this, you know, this flexibility and ability to be agile in a very dynamic environment. You yeah, know? that's, that's a great segue to my next question, because we had talked a little bit about, you know, before our call, um, you know, how this pertains to leadership and particularly women in leadership. And so can you talk a little bit about how someone who's maybe new to coaching or new to the emotional intelligence piece can start to learn to lead themselves? Sure. Um, you know, and leading self is is really where it's at, right? Because the, the more you have the ability to lead yourself, um, the more you have um, the ability to influence and impact others, you know, because it's, it really is all about role modeling. Right. Um, leadership is not about giving direction, although that's a part of it, you know, it's really about leading and modeling the way. Um, and, and so a couple things that I have found over the years in regard to the whole, a uh, piece of self-leadership is first and foremost, you have to be open and willing to look at yourself. Right. You yeah. Know. And that's an interesting, you know, that's the biggest, biggest jump, I think, for a lot of people, because I even know in my own coaching, you know, they'll, they'll get to a place where they're like, oh, wait, is that what this is about? And then I don't hear from them <laughs> <Right>. again. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're very adept to our focus outward. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's, a, that's a great thing, right? Because it helps us to contribute, to serve others, you know, uh, to help others, to support. Um, and there's a balance to it. And the balance is really that, that inward looking, you know, right. it's that ability to, you know, we talk a lot about balance um, and 
balance is, you know, it, it's a concept that can be used across the board no matter what. You know, if you're an outward oriented person, you have to bring balance to yourself by maybe spending a little time inward, right? Yeah, um, thank you for saying that because I think, you know, I think we, you're right. It's like a, it's a catchphrase. I'm going to get, you know, work-life balance. I'm going to get, mm-hmm. you know, balance with my kids about, you know, discipline, all the things, but it's, it, uh, it does start, it does start here oftentimes within, within ourselves about being paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what are we paying attention to? Right. Mm-hmm. Is, is the big question. And I think sometimes that's often, where it gets a little scary because now we have to kind of pay attention to how we're showing up. We have to pay attention to our reactions. We have to pay attention to our emotions and what they're, they're saying to us about us. You know, there's, there's a, a question and you've heard this and it's a question that I love because it's so powerful um, in the sense of taking us to our inner journey um, especially if we're outwardly focused, is is to say, okay, what does this experience, situation, you know, whatever it is that we're in, what does it say to us about us? You know. Yes, that's like one of my favorite favorite coaching questions because mm-hmm. I think you know, as a as a as a culture or maybe as a human race, our tendency is to you know, when we don't feel good about something or we don't get something we want or, or you know, things don't go our way, we have a tendency to immediately look outward and to place blame on, you know, society and, you know, others mm-hmm. and even others in our workplace or whatever it is. And, and, and when we can be self-reflective and recognize that what we're bringing to a situation often is the most powerful piece Right. Then we can start to we can start to look at that stuff, and it's like, okay, right. so what is you know what is this feeling? What is this happening? What is this situation saying about what I possibly had to do with it in the first place? And that's yeah. like a really big jump for a lot of people to to right. step into that. Right. That reminds me of that uh, saying that says we don't see things as they are; we see things as we are. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, the, and this goes back to even the coaching skills and these higher level communication skills, because, you know, part of it is developing our emotional intelligence to the point where we can, you know, we can self-manage ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So I like to kind of, um, you don't get rid of yourself, but I like the term suspend, Right. Yeah. You kind of suspend yourself so that you can take it more of an objective approach and look at yourself through these objective lens of, okay, well, this, you know, what happened right here? What does this say to me about me? What, what's, what's important to me in it? What do I believe about it? You know, what's my experience with it? Right. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because like from a mindfulness perspective, you know, mm -hmm. my, my big thing is like, okay, the space between stimulus and reaction, and that's where your power is. And that's also where hopefully if you can pay attention, like we were saying, in that space is your power and your questioning, you know, what happened? What what, what did I do? What did this person do? As opposed to just going right into that reactive place. And then maybe later on when you realized you reacted, 
having to clean up that mess on top of whatever else was happening <laughs> right, exactly. in the situation, right? Like, okay. Exactly. Yeah. And we learn from our messes, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, that, that's another thing that um, oftentimes comes up in coaching, you know, is, um, you know, the regret that people feel about the mess they create, you know, but, but the reality is, they may not be where they are without that mess and without mm -hmm. the learning and walking through that mess, you know, and that's part of, I think, self leadership is being willing to walk and work through the mess, you know, right. whatever it is. Um, and, you know, and get to the other side of it. Um, if you try to sweep it under the rug, you know, that pile is just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And then you're, you're dealing with this huge mountain of a mess. Um, yeah, that's, that's an interesting, an interesting point. I was just speaking with another one of the women that I interviewed for the podcast mm -hmm. here. And one of the things that stood out to me about what she said is, is her belief that she likes to fail fast. And yeah. her definition of failing fast is to actually seek out people who have opposite opinions of hers and who will mm -hmm. challenge, you know, what she what she brings to certain situations and, and, you know, solutions to problems and things like that. And I just thought that was like leadership, like on fire, because she yeah. knows that if she doesn't find out all these opinions and think, you know, contrary information it's going to you know it's going to take her down the road maybe she's going to be feeling better about it at the beginning but then mm -hmm. she's going to have invested all this time and energy and then find out what everybody really thinks about it so that's it you know as a leader and especially as a woman I think it's 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 just doubly important that we're paying attention to some of those differences that women leaders bring to any environment and so I was curious about what you think you know, what do you see as the strengths of women in leadership in an, in an environment sometimes that isn't so much accepting of, you know, the vulnerability and the authenticity and some of those kinds of things? So I think that, um, and I'm going to go right back to balance, mm -hmm. right? Just like if we're externally wired, it's important to bring that internal perspective for balance. You know, if we're internally wired, it's important to, you know, kind of align with some people who are externally wired so you don't get stuck in yourself, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think in the same thing in organizations, you have that male-female energy, right? And I think it's so important if, if, businesses, if organizations really want to be able to be agile in this very dynamic environment, that they bring balance through through their leadership, you know, first and foremost, that they are looking at bringing the strengths of both the male energy and the strengths of the female energy into the space, because that's really what's going to help businesses and organizations to know how to do this dance that we're in. Hi, everyone. I hope you're enjoying my conversation with Sean. Like I said, it's springtime here in Chicago, and springtime is all about growth. The Proust Coach Leader Academy supports individuals and organizations in developing a positive focus and sustainable growth. If you'd like to learn more, 
you can contact Sean at sean.pruce at prucecoachleader.com. That's S-H-A-W-N dot P-R-E-U-S-S at prucecoachleader.com. Here's part two. You know? Yeah, very, very I mean, powerful. we have we have never been in a time that's as dynamic as this, you know? Agreed. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it can't be either or, you know, it cannot be women taking over the world, you know, mm -hmm. we need that male energy, right? But by the same token, it can't be men, you know, um, predominantly running the world. All those, you know, antiquated belief systems, right? I mean, and that was a process in our growth. That was a process in our evolution to go through that period in time but they're mm -hmm. outdated. We right. have to we have to grow and change and evolve with the new paradigm, you know. Yeah, and that's the part that, you know, I I have some questions that I've been asking people about, you know, what did what did you take away from 2020 and what do you, what are your hopes yeah. for the future? And you pretty much just spoke to that that you know, if you can pull something positive out of all this turmoil, this messy time, right mm -hmm. to your point that we have to look at that mess and, and see how we can emerge from it, it as a better culture and i i'm mm -hmm. excited and hopeful at the shifts that i'm seeing especially at you know as it comes to women leadership and women's empowerment right. and mm -hmm. you know other other you know equalities what are your you know what are your takeaways from you know this this crazy time i'll tell you it has um it has been a such a benefit for me. Um, and part of that is because of um, my, you know, kind of belief uh, in self-leadership, right? Um, when 2020 hit, uh, I was coming off of a period of time in my life where I had been dealing with chronic fatigue. And, um, and talk about, you know, kind of cleaning up the mess, right? Like I had created a mess in my life, um, not, not, you know, by anything um, catastrophic or that it was just, just a bunch of, you know, getting caught in, in like, what is my nemesis, which is overdoing, right? Mm -hmm. So I had created a mess. And that mess had gotten me to this place of chronic fatigue. Um, and I, when 2020 hit, when, the, when COVID hit in March, I all of a sudden, you know, I wasn't commuting to work. Well, that commute gave me three hours of my day back. And so I decided that I was going to use those three hours to build myself back up, to get myself to a place of health and well-being again, you know, to kind of reconnect with me, right? Yeah. Um, and I literally, you know, started on the path of redesigning my life, you know, with three added hours. It's amazing what you can get done in three added hours, you know? Yeah, thank you for and, sharing that because I think know? that's another, that's a huge, huge shift for a lot of people is mm -hmm. working from home and being able to get back that time. And, 
And it's, I believe truly that it's not just the time in the car, but the stress of driving and being in traffic. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't talk about that a lot, but there are certain dangers and toxins and other things that are happening to your body while you're doing that commute as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and it's the rush, 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 Mm -hmm. right? So your adrenals are always in overdrive because you're rushing because you never know what the traffic's going to be, right? Right. right. And you're kind of at the mercy of the weather and you know yeah. accidents and all the crazy. Yeah. Right. You know, right. Totally. And so, so it, how are you doing now? Oh my gosh. Well, it, it's like it's I look at my life right now and I am just so grateful and thankful. You know, I work out out six days a week. Um, You know, I'm doing weight training, I swim, I run, you know, all these are things that were put on the back burner. I've completely changed my eating. Um, I eat, I'm grain free, I eat whole foods. Um, I've changed my sleeping, I've, you know, I've pretty much done a major overhaul, right. Um, And the interesting thing that happened in 2020 um, was there were a lot of ways I realized I was looking at things and I just let those go and it's been um, it's been well I shouldn't say I just let those go because that's a process in and of itself (laughs) is learning to let go of your attachments to the Mm -hmm. way that you see things um, so that then you recognize other and new opportunities present themselves, you know? Um, But if you're always looking at this is the way it should go, you don't see those opportunities, you know? And so that's been a huge shift. Yeah, and that speaks back to the the self-leadership piece, right? Of, Of being able to keep an open mind and allow, you know, first of all, recognizing that you're attached to something, which is difficult to do. And then in that space of recognition, looking around and thinking, well, if I wasn't attached to this outcome, what else might I be able to allow into into the space of whether it's work or life balance or, you know, health, anything like that. So can you give us an example of something that you realized that you were attached to? So this is, this is almost going to sound a little strange, but I was attached to running my business. Mm. And I don't think that's strange in, at all. I think as oh, a, a standalone entity, you call yourself, yeah. I think that's a pretty powerful piece. Right. And I was so attached to running business the way that I thought a business, the way that everybody tells you to run a business, you know, all this other kind of stuff. A lot of it, their principles I absolutely adhere to, right? But I was so attached. And it was the other thing that I noticed in that attachment was that I was playing to my weaknesses. Hmm. That's so powerful. It, it was very powerful. And, you know, coaches need coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was working with a coach. And um, it it's kind of funny because every every way that he tried to support me, I was resisting and pushing back, you know, and even, even master coaches get caught in themselves, right? Right, and that resistance is so, it's so telling, right? 
And the resistance is really the first step to change, right? When you know you're, when you're resisting something, you know, changes around the corner, right? Yeah, um, you hear yourself talking about it. Yeah. So I, um, I was really resisting. And uh, in the process of that resistance, it, I had this realization that all this business stuff, that's, that's my weakness, you know, the, the, thing that the strength of mine is my creativity um, and my my coaching you know mm -hmm. and the the business aspect of it all the marketing and the finances and all this other kind of stuff was just really weighing me down so I decided I just made a very conscious decision to let go of my business which sounds absolutely crazy but I was at that point and I let go and I said we'll just see what happens and it's it's been a, an amazing journey because the minute I let go things started flowing in um it from from different spaces I you know started expanding my services um I had the opportunity to create 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 in in this expansion and I brought on somebody that could handle the, um, you know, the marketing and that kind of stuff. And I just completely let go of it. And I still have my business. I'm still vital. I'm still running, but I'm in a completely different perspective and space in doing it. So in that letting go of the attachment of doing it the way I thought it should be done, I'm actually much more fruitful um, doing it a different way, you know. Thank and you for sharing that because yeah. that that is huge, 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 huge. You said so many things that that kind of you know make me happy and also curious because I think so often you know we do lead to or we lean into our weaknesses because we think well if I was only better at this, if I was yeah. only better at that, you right. know. And I know from my own experience in coaching others and you know trying mm -hmm. to coach myself that that is a really weird space to be in because it doesn't feel it's like you kind of know intuitively that you're you're focused on the wrong things but those right. are the things that you, you you feel like I don't know if it's an insecurity or if it's a cultural thing but it's like okay well you know if, you, if you're not good at these things it's all going to fall apart and so you yeah. do start to lean into that at the expense of this other part of yourself that's your natural thing and then you know without getting too you know heady about yeah. it it's like when you finally you know let go of some of that and the attachment to like proving you can also do those things mm -hmm. it does sort of make this like watershed of space for the the other cool stuff to come in. And so it's just yeah. fascinating because you see it over and over in big ways and in little ways throughout the coaching like experience. Well, we get so stuck in, you know, um, our belief systems, right? And, mm -hmm. and those may be top belief systems or inherited belief systems, you know, but at the end of the day, we get to choose our beliefs you know and, and right. that constant reminder that do I really want to believe that this is the only way you can run a business you know right. or am I stuck in a top belief or you know whatever and so you know just recognizing how the the power 
of belief systems. And, you know, again, this is where uh, leading yourself is, is you have to be willing to look at your own belief systems and, and say, you know, is this serving me? Mm-hmm. You know, can I let go of this belief and adopt a new belief, right? Mm-hmm. And redesign my life according to that belief system, you know? Yeah. And it starts with that question, you know, is this mm-hmm. even working? Is this what I want it to look like? And so, you know, as a segue back into the, you know, women in leadership piece, right. mm-hmm. how do you, what would you suggest for someone who is, you know, starting to want to become more of a leader in their environment and perhaps their environment really isn't set up for that kind of <laughs> thinking or conversation or, or even that balance between the, the male, female. Mm-hmm. Well, the first, you know, honestly, I'm a huge believer, obviously in coaching. And mm-hmm. I believe that, you know, women leaders who, especially if they're in those positions where the organization doesn't support, you know, where they want to go, you know, I'm a huge believer in, in women leaders having coaches to, to support them, you know, in helping to, to bring balance to their outward leadership and with their inward leadership, because that inner leader is really what's going to give them the confidence to take that next step. Right, right. Whatever that looks like, whether that exactly looks like speaking truth to power or going and doing your own thing, right? Or, you know, making changes, small changes along the way to kind of mm-hmm. you know lay the groundwork. So that thank you so much, Sean, for meeting with me today. And um, absolutely, I, yeah, you're amazing. And I, you know, I've learned so much from you. Where can someone, if they wanted to contact you about coaching, where can someone find you? Yeah, my the um, they can find me at PruceCoachLeader.com. Okay. That's my website. Um, it's we we offer programs for coaches, but we also offer coaching. Um, we offer training for leaders and coaches. Um, and that's you know, so that would be the first place. You know, my email is just my name, Sean Pruce at PruceCoachLeader.com. Um, and I will put that all in the um, in the show break, guys. So don't worry if you didn't if you didn't get it. Yeah. So I have a couple of one other question that I wanted to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. I'm asking all of the women on the podcast the same question. Okay. So if you were were going to have to leave Chicago and you knew <laughs> that you could never come back, uh huh. What meal would you have to have before you left? Oh my gosh, that's so not the question for me because I am not a foodie. Um, I know, I, I know I, it's challenging for some people. <laughs> I, only, I only eat to live, I don't live to eat. So um, what meal? Well, it could be more experience-based. Like if there was a place that you liked to go because of you know hem- a happy memory or something like that. Well, you know, I don't go there as as often as I'd like, but I do love the lakefront. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and I've, you know, I've done quite a bit of hiking around the state, you know, but, but my next steps, of course, are going to be to, you know, 
places like Colorado and Montana, where my my hiking is taking me to all different, um, you know, levels. But yeah, Illinois or Chicago is, I, I would say, probably the lakefront because of the water. Mm. I absolutely love the water. So um, that would be my, that would probably be it. Yeah, yeah, well, I have a couple of places in mind that we can go together. Awesome. I live right here, so I walk by them all, all the time. There's oh, awesome. Places. I yep. will jump into that for sure. Yeah. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sean. And I really, really appreciate you, not just for right now, but for all the things that you've given me, all the gifts of, like I said earlier, being kind to my monkey mind. And I hope, <laughs> that, hope that I will see you soon. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Take care, Christine. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to She's on Top, conversations with Chicago's leading women. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and share. And as always, if you are someone or you know someone who would be a great guest on the podcast, send them my way. Christine Carr Chicago at gmail.com. See you soon.